Welcome to Antioch Church of Long Beach. We are so honored to worship with you again. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to learn more about what you have in store for us. Draw us together like never before. Help us to grow in you, to touch many lives, to make a difference in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Each week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I lead a devotion on my Instagram and Facebook page at 8 a.m. And that's just a shameless plug. Come on, tune in to the girl. It has been a meaningful time of growing and listening to the Lord. From time to time, God highlights a scripture or an idea or concept that is useful and important for our entire church family to hear. So today, we are going to talk about the comparison game. Can you type that for me in the chat? The comparison game. You do it. I do it. I think we all at some part of our life have compared ourselves to someone else. Now, we seem to have settled in a bit with coronavirus. We know it will be here with us. It is increasing and still affecting us in profound ways. However, its presence is becoming more consistent. The election and the inauguration are now in our rear view. I don't know about you, but I'm not waking up every day wondering what's on the headlines or what kind of devastation is happening in our world and the uncertainty just doesn't feel as overwhelming. It feels like maybe this is the next chapter of a more normal life. These thoughts, these, this anxiety about the news and all this stuff happening consumes space in our mind and our thoughts and our life. And now that we're moving forward, new temptations may present themselves. Our eyes might start wandering around and noticing what everybody else is doing and of course, what we are not doing. I wanna encourage you to stay the course. You are a survivor and overcomer. You are powerful. You have made it through so much and you are doing well. Simply waking up, putting the Lord before you. I mean, keep going, keep taking the next best step. I know that you're going to be tempted in this season to compare yourself and your circumstances and your situation, your trajectory to other people. Let's see what the Bible says about this. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 72, verse number one. And it says, surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. And if you skip down to verse 12, it says, this is what the wicked are like. Always carefree. They go on amassing wealth. Let me tell you, there is nothing new under the sun. Thousands of years ago, they were looking to the right and to the left. The comparison game was real and very present way back then. Who had who pitched their tent a certain way and what kind of sandals they wore, what path they took up and down the mountain. I mean, we were looking they were looking at other people to determine how good they were. We find this writer, this psalmist expressing this familiar sentiment of the human experience. He says, I know that God is good to Israel. He's like, let me be clear. I know that God is good, but my foot almost slipped when I compare my situation to everybody else's. 
Maybe he pulled out his cell phone to scroll Instagram and noticed how happy she was and how he made his millions and who just retired and, and thought, well, what about me? I was nearly moved away from my core convictions, from my center, my confidence, my zone, because it seemed like there are so many that do the wrong thing and yet they still prosper. And here I am putting in the work and everybody else is celebrating. Can, you, can I get a witness? Like, just say amen if you're tracking with me so far. Just type amen. The psalmist says that he envied a feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. We can even become resentful because God answers somebody else's prayer. The prayer we've been praying and he does it for somebody else and we're in our feelings. By my seeing what he has or she has, I am now discontent with what I have. The comparison game is the biggest trap, one of the biggest enemies to our fulfillment and enjoying life. And we wonder why social media affects our mood and temperament. Why we, we wonder why we feel heavy and overwhelmed, discouraged and frustrated, distracted and unmotivated. Why we wake up ready to seize the day, pumped up, let's get it, and excited and then something shifts. He says, but as for me, my foot had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold for I envied the arrogant when I saw, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Can you type that for me? When I saw, we are deeply moved by what we see and what we see isn't always real. There is a plan and a purpose that we need to walk out in this life and the comparison game needs to stop. But even if it doesn't, we can become more self-aware about how it affects us and what we need to do to pivot back to our center. He says in verse number four, they have no struggles. Their bodies are strong and healthy. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. They're always carefree. They go on amassing wealth. I mean, is this even possible? Can they really have no struggles? Are all their bodies strong and healthy? Come on. Are all of them free from common human burdens? All of the wicked? Really? Our minds convince us that, that it's the truth. And this false truth reveals the lies we believe about ourselves. But for some reason, we see others as these models of perfection. We give them no room for error when we know that it is not even possible, but it's how we feel. I think this psalmist was speaking our hearts. Our thoughts in error about a situation gain interest and become truths. It is important to challenge those ideas, to poke holes in the false perception. The pretty girl with the filters on her photos, the photo dump of someone finding love after 50, and it's like, oh, look at her, she's so happy. She found somebody. The doting father that only posts the best angles of his kids. And we start to look at ourselves and go, wow, I really need to step it up. And who knows, what if it was a lie? And you've shifted your whole position based on a lie. Or maybe it's the spiritual one that always posts a good word for everyone. And you start thinking, well, maybe I need to study more. How many of us are guilty doing the very same thing, though? 
If our light isn't just right on the photo, oh, that's not getting posted. We post the happy pictures on not so happy days. We show the best sides of ourselves and give the perception that we are actually doing great and wonderful and have these overwhelmingly perfect lives. It's not always true though. He says the wicked never struggle. They're financially secure. They aren't bothered by the worries of everyday life. And it is not true. But when we see it, we believe it and it affects us to our core. We compare ourselves to the degree that it becomes a detriment to our journey. We become confused about our next step, what God has called us to do. I'm here to say, hang in there. You are going the right direction. The next time those thoughts arise, you go, ah, 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 we're not going to do this. When we see something and we want to go, but look at this, I, I am enough. You are enough. I love that the psalmist said, I almost slipped. He didn't fully because he caught himself. It's normal and natural to feel this way, to see things and go, but what about me? But those feelings don't have to take root in us to the degree that they affect our behavior, our mood, and our disposition. This temptation to envy those we see actually takes us on a journey. We can raise our self-awareness, we can catch ourselves. Our foot almost slipped, we can catch ourselves. These feelings of envy reveal much about who we are. When I'm envious, it's because I'm not fully doing what I wanna do, what I know God is calling me to do. It shows that I am not fully trusting God in this process. It even reveals my own insecurity and my inadequacies. I would even unfollow some social media accounts because every time I would see their posts, I would start to wanna strive, I would feel pressured to perform, to become something that I wasn't ready for yet. I wanted to walk into something that God had not prepared for me. And I began to take this to the Lord. And instead of envy, I wanted to cultivate a new response. I wanted to learn how to bless others. So I started to scroll on the page because I, I went back and followed it, trying to be an adult. And I would, I, would, I, would start, I would say, I don't know what it takes to be her. I don't know her story. I'm not sure of the price she pays to do what she does. I'm not sure how much of what I'm seeing is actually real life, but bless her. What I see on her timeline, that is her journey. That's not my journey. Even if it feels like it's what I want to do, that is not my journey. I have my own journey. I will arrive at my destination when the time is right for me. But bless her. I'm inspired by what I see, yet I am thankful. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in me. And it, it brought so much joy. I don't have to hide from people. The comparison game is real. And as we grow in this life, we're going to continually be exposed to people and circumstances and stories that cause us to look at ourselves. If I'm preaching good, just, just type amen. You are in good company. Verse number 13, he says, surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. He says, why did I do all the good things that I did trying to be a good person if the wicked are going to go and have the best life. You know how many women I have met and conversations I have had about them trying to do things that do things God's way, abstaining and not having sex and, and wanting so desperately to be married 
And there's always the women with the different dudes that just, oh, I, I was married now. And they seem so happy. And it's like, God, why am I trying to do it this way when others are doing it their own way and getting what I want? What is the point of being righteous when it seems like everyone that's not following your will is blessed? It's like the good guy doesn't win is the felt sense. And that's where this writer is coming from. He's saying, I, surely I've done all this for no reason. He says in 14, all day long I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishment. Now let me get this right, brother. So the wicked are strong, no worries, wealthy. Here I am, this child of God, always struggling, can never get ahead, take one step forward, get knocked back. Every morning brings new punishment. I mean, every morning? He says, all day long I have been afflicted. I mean, I mean, all day long? Our experience is heightened and even compounded by the presence of envy and comparison. We might only feel the way we feel because we see others living out a different reality. For them to be well, I must not be well. Look at them, woe is me. We see others winning and we see ourselves losing or as not enough. But I came on the scene to say not in 2021, we are not doing that. I, 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 I. If we are gonna do and be all that God has called us to as individuals and as families and as a church, we have to cultivate a new operating system. Uh, we're not, uh, how do we do that? We raise our self-awareness. We allow these feelings that, that come up to take us on a journey back to God, back to our center. We can change our self-talk, no more self-shaming. Let's aim to grow in this area. Speak what you are and less of what you are not. Let's limit our seeing without intention. We don't have time to casually parouse everyone's page, to hear everyone's story, to absorb everything going, around, going on around us. Because everything we see affects our perception about reality. Life is moving on and we'll have more space and that space can easily be filled with looking to the right and to the left. We manage our time, our seeing time. We can create new principles or sayings to live by. When I lost weight last year, I would always say, no, you show up for yourself. For me, that meant prioritize myself, even if it has a cost. When the line was long outside of Trader Joe's and I wanted to just drive home and order a nice pizza, I'd say, no, show up for yourself. When I would walk around the neighborhood and wanna go home before I completed my steps, I'd say, no, do the hard thing and show up for yourself. I don't know what it can be. Maybe it can be for you, no matter what happens out there, you are enough in here. But remind yourself, speak it over yourself. Allow it to pivot. I'm finished. But I just wanted to illustrate how powerful, how ancient the comparison game is and I wanted to push you to anchor yourself for this next leg of the journey. We have work to do, a mission to accomplish and a destiny to fulfill. God is doing a great work in us no matter what it seems is happening with everybody else out there. The psalmist concludes by saying in verse 15, if I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. 
When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Nothing is ever what it seems. God is just, don't you worry. When I found myself in the presence of God, there was alignment and clarity and understanding. As we navigate the season ahead and the ever increasing temptation to compare ourselves and our situation to others, let's throw ourselves in the presence of God and watch Him remind us of all of the good He has in mind for those who love Him. Father, I thank you and bless you for this wonderful opportunity again to be in your presence. Align us in our innermost places. Show us who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are streaming with us and want to know more about the Savior Jesus, who has rescued us from the depravity of our sinful ways, we'd love to tell you more about him. Please click the link in the chat. If you want to make it official and become part of our spiritual family here at Antioch, you can do the same. We are so very grateful for you. God bless you and see you next week.